0: Hello, 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 and welcome to episode five of the Average Man podcast, The Sound of Silence. Um, now, this episode's named Sound of Silence because I am uh, doing the first episode from PCC Production um, Studio Space uh, over here in Wedgefield. So um, I met with Brad from PCC this morning, and I was, yeah, come to check out the space and see about... Um, yeah, if this was going to be suitable for me, whether I was going to use the rehearsal room here or what I was going to do and come and have a look and a chat with Brad. Brad's a cool dude and, and this space was was perfect, man. So I kind of said to him, yeah, sweet, we'll hook it in for next week. And then, um, you know, I thought I'd get myself a bit more set up. Well, Possibly might bring the laptop in or a little trestle table or something like that. And then I sort of bailed off to go to the gym. And as soon as I left, I thought, oh, why have I put the in for next week? I'm just fucking around here. So I messaged him back and said, "Hey man, do you have a available time slot today?" He said, "Yeah man, for sure." So I went to the gym. I come straight back in here. Uh, I've been fumbling around for the last half an hour or something, getting my notes and everything ready. But here we are, first uh, episode in a proper studio. I'm, I'm in the studio room, but I'm sort of have actually hide out the rehearsal space next door. But I'm just chilling on the couch in the studio room um using the iPad with a, a road mic I've of, um of hired off well borrowed off uh of Brad as well. So um I'm not sure how what the difference in the sound quality is gonna be. i am probably gonna pick up a lot more uh, sort of imperfections and bits and pieces and hopefully it sounds better than it was just recording directly into the microphone on the iPad. But we'll see how that goes. Um yeah I'm I'm here I'm a little bit Probably more nervous than than usual because it feels a little bit more real sitting on an actual you know in a studio and I'm on a couch chilling out. It feels a little bit more real doing it here. So just bear with me as I get get myself some momentum behind me and and um, stop tripping tripping over my own words. Get out of my own way. But yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked to be here. So PCC Productions, they're an equipment hire or they're an audio visual company here in Port Hedland. They're, they're actually the best and, and you know the top notch guys you know, in the Pilbara. They're, they do equipment hire, they organise events, they got the studio and the rehearsal space next door. Um, these guys, Brad's actually booked the artists for Northwest Festival here this year, so um that's obviously pretty pretty big. Um they got what have we got let me get the phone out here, Northwest Festival, has got the likes of Bliss and Esso, Hands Like Houses, um Abby May. Where's my I've just lost the page for it now. Listen there, so Hands Like Houses, Abby May, um Shepherd, we've got some local artists, Sam Perry, Carla Geneve, and I believe there's some um, winners of Yeah, there's a winner of one of the yeah. Well oh, what what anyway, <laughs> there's the winners of one of the uh, competitions, TV competitions competitions who come coming to um, play as, as well. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. These guys are, um, yeah, involved with that. He's been involved with that, I think, for the, the entirety of it, helping out with all the um, equipment, production qu- equipment for it. And he's also involved with, I think he's um, renting out the equipment for the Red Country Music Festival. So you've got, um, got Northwest Fest on the 25th and 26th of August. Down at the Civic Centre Gardens. So it's a Saturday, Sunday event. I believe you have Hands Like Houses, Abby May, Shepherd, Bliss and Esso playing on the Saturday. And then I think you've got the local artists and the competition winners playing on the Sunday. Um, and as well, Red Country Music Festival, which is run by um, guys, I think it's Finney Fest. So it used to be held at Finnikin Island. Um, at the Finney Club here in South but that's also over at Civic Centre this year and with the Black Sorrows Downside I think there's another couple of acts on there as well and that's the 13th to the 14th of July so both at Civic Centre um, we've got one in July and one in August and yeah good uh, you know we've got bands coming through town so guys get excited man get down there and, and Brad here from PCC Productions these guys have been involved in that and he's involved in getting a lot of the bands come through Port Headland um, like he said He set up this company So he could start Hiring gear out To local to, to bands as they come As they're touring around The Pilbara And the Northwest region Because people There was nothing in town For them They'd end up just skipping They'd go straight up to Broome and Miss us out So You can thank Brad For a lot of those bands Coming through town And why they've got Equipment to use When they get here man And as well Pumping up local music He's got the recording Studio here In the rehearsal space And, and helping out with You know um, Promoting local music So you can thank Brad For a lot of that and um, yeah I'm really happy to be here using the studio and being uh, affiliated with him at, you know I'm gonna do what I can to promote him on my end and, and yeah i just think it's a great it's a great company great idea he's a local guy um, started the business up here 10 years ago and yeah it's impressive man I'm I'm, I'm stoked stoked to be here like I said I'm pretty nervous <laughs> sitting down here on the couch I don't know why but I just am I'll get more comfortable as we go along man so give me a minute just to to um, settle into it so the last time, last episode I put up, episode four, and I said that I would be doing a podcast from Perth. I just got back from Perth down there over, um, over the weekend, last weekend. And then I said, yeah, I'll be doing a podcast from Perth. I'll find the time to zip off and do it in the car somewhere. And then here I am two weeks later doing it from Port Hedland again on the couch. So what happened with that is I did do an episode down in Perth. I found the time on the Tuesday, yeah, the Tuesday, the day before we flew out. Jumped in the car, crewed down to the beach, had just my phone with me and started recording my podcast, which was a recap of the weekend that I'd had. And about half an hour into it, the phone rings, it's the missus. She calls me, interrupted the recording, I thought, okay, whatever, got her off the phone quickly and then uh, I didn't go into the app, I just quickly pressed record again and thought that I'd be able to stitch the two together at a later date. I recorded probably another 15 minutes of content so when I got to the end of that I went back to look at the first recording which was about half an hour's worth and she was gone she was gone excuse man so I sat there in the car rambling to myself like a madman for half an hour had her interrupted recording finished off the last 15 minutes tried to stitch them together and the first half an hour was gone man so I did do it I didn't back out I did the work, put the time in, recorded the podcast. She got deleted on me, and I thought, that's a sign, man. It was a bit rushed. I was a bit low energy from a hectic weekend of late nights and you know drinking in early mornings with the kids and all that sort of shit. So I feel like it was kind of forced a bit anyway. Um so it's probably for the best, mate. And and here I am now. Sitting in the studio room, I was gonna put this off till next week, and I thought, why am I doing that, man? Um I don't know why I'm doing that, I'm doing that. Just because I was nervous, I guess, about it, I felt like I was unprepared, which is, you know, when I had to think about it, that's the best time to, to, to make sure you do do something. If I'm nervous about it, I'm unsure, I'm thinking, oh, am a little bit scared to, to, to go ahead with it, I don't know why, but, but fuck it, that's the time to push ahead and do it, so here I am, mate, pumping the first one out, I might stumble over myself a little bit here, and I don't know if the recording's going to be spot on, but fuck it, man, we'll... um. We'll have a crack and see how it sounds and then move forward from there. The whole point was to improve uh, at least one aspect every week. So here I am in an actual recording space, somewhere I could sit down and, and interview other guests. So that's that's an improvement in, on, on, its, on its own, man. Um, let me hit start here on my timer so I don't go over the hour and lose the end of the podcast again like I did last time or the time before. So, yeah, the Lost Perth episode probably wasn't... Probably was for the best anyway. And, and, and I'll uh, I'll run down on, on that, the recap of what went down last weekend anyway in a more summarised version. So um, we landed there on the Friday, got picked up by my sister. And, mate, I was expecting cold, freezing cold weather down there, you know. I was looking at the temperatures and stuff while we're up here. And, you know, it's sort of the middle of winter at the moment and up here in beautiful Port Hedland. So we landed, got there. And it was beautiful, man. I had a jacket and and pants on I had to take the jacket straight off I was sweating in the car the sun was out I thought oh shit this is cool it's awesome except I didn't bring any summer clothes I think I bought one pair of shorts no singlets or anything but that was cool it was nice and warm during the days and um it was a good problem to have I got my dad's shopping out of the way straight away that day and the shops were just like I thought they were going to be they were hectic but I went on my own I left the missus at home that time or she went with my sister up to their house so I can kind of go in and pump it out and, and sort of um I knocked together this, it was this, it was the old boy's 70th, as I mentioned, I think, last time, so I knocked him together at what I called an old man's hamper, things that I thought an old man would like, things I thought an old man should have, a couple of, I think there's only one novelty item in there, which was a bag of marbles in case he started losing his, but everything else was things like a cool hat I bought him, a cigar, he doesn't smoke cigars, really, but I thought an old man should have a cigar every now and then, um, some nice whiskey tumbler glasses, some old man snacks, like Fisherman's Friends and some shit like that, and um, yeah, knocked that together for him, and then went up, cruised up to the sister's house, and my sister's got this house up in Yanship, and it's always an inspiration to me, the way they set the place up, especially now that I've got an old three-by-one house on a massive block, similar to theirs, that um, my brother-in-law's, he's got all this um, really great outdoor, Uh, improvisation skills so with the outdoor area he's got he knocks together swing sets and forts and and like deck decking areas out of you know old pallets and, and bunches of you know all this just cool shit like a sprawling outdoor sort of wonderland for kids there's a few chickens and rabbits and stuff kicking around as well so I was there watching the kids go mad out there, and thinking, "Yeah, this I can get some inspiration for my yard from this because that's the way I'm going to knock things together this in, in my yard for the kids." You know, it's it's a rental, so I can't do anything permanent anyway, and also I need to put. Aside my carpenter's brain, where I want to do things neat and perfect, and just use pallets and uh, and uh, it's leftover secondhand materials I've got lying around, and just build stuff for them that's fun. You know, be inventive and creative with it. So that was cool to have another look at my brother's uh, brother-in-law and sister's join up there and how they're doing things. So uh, we were there. Spent the afternoon with those guys catching up, which was cool. Seeing the kids, seeing their cousins and everything like that, and then. Um, Spent that evening back at the in law's house, my father in law and mother in law, which was our um that's that that was our home base while we were down there. So went there, had a few beers, cracked open the wines, got onto the YouTube on, on the T V. It was um sort of introducing Tony to the, the father in law to the um the YouTube on his T on his smart TV, didn't even realise he had, so we went down the rabbit hole with a bunch of live music and um some locker versions. And shit like that. And he introduced me to Carpool karaoke, which is James Gordon getting big celebrity uh, musicians in the in the car. And he drives along and sings along to their songs with him, and he's a funny dude. So it, it's probably better than it sounds. Um, that was cool, kicking back and catching up with them for a bit. And then uh, woke up Saturday, a little bit rough around the edges. <laughs> you know, you stay up late drinking, the kids get you up early, yada yada. And um, we had the the other side of the family, the the. Other nephews come around that day, so my sister in law and uh, and brother in law came around. Uh, saw the two nephews, the boys. They caught up with their cousins. That was cool. To see everyone. You know, it's been four months or something like that. So, I say my brother in law. It's always it's always weird for me to say that because, well, on a couple of different levels, like it's Emma's brother in law, it's her sister's husband, but I, I suppose we are brother in laws brothers-in-law because yeah we're related by law. But I went to school with this dude. I went to high school with him and primary school with him, you know, we were always mates. Like we've got our own set of mates. We don't catch up frequently on, on our own, but we're still mates, he's a good bloke, so I consider him a mate, but then he's also my brother-in-law. So what do I say first? Do I call him my brother-in-law? Do I call him a mate? That's always that's always weird. So my mate slash brother-in-law was there. And um, he's a really good resource, man, for, for like, uh, marketing and, and sort of business ideas because, you know, he did some business coaching for me when I was down in Perth running my um, carpentry business, Driftwood Carpentry. So he he's just got the, the head for it, the brain for it. Like, I'm more of a creative mindset kind of guy. Um, you know, like I've got the creativity side and just the hard work with my two hands type of, of um, approach to life, and he's got a real business mind about him, you know. So he actually just bought a new business, two-way radio hire, um, services. So um, I'll shout out to them as well, and and I, I didn't write any information down <laughs> about him, so I didn't screw his name up. But I'm pretty sure it's two-way radio hire services. So and I'll I'll, I'll um I'll, I think I've linked in with him on my Facebook page and stuff as well. So uh, he's got a great uh, marketing sort of mind about him. And um, I, I had a chat with him about like, how to run my social media for this page and how to approach some people for like the sponsorships I've been talking about. So I was wondering, how am I going to approach people? Well, I just want to be affiliated with people and start getting my name out and, and start becoming sort of integrated into the community. And how do I go about doing that? Um, so the idea that he gave me was to, you know, let's just work on a, on a mutual affiliation basis for now so I can approach people and say, look, uh, if you've got an event to promote, or you've got a, you know something coming up, uh, I can promote you on the podcast and on my Facebook page. You like my Facebook page? Promote that yourself. Uh, promote that for me as well. And when I when I've got uh, uh, episodes to put out, you know, you can reshare things for me and start getting it circulating through at least the local pages here in town, the 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 Facebook pages and things like that, and start getting my name popping up and people start listening to it. Because I've had a few listens, random listens off the um uh, like the everything Headland and Headland FYI pages on Facebook I've noticed so Anchor kind of tells you when someone's listened to it which is cool you know I start getting the consistency of that popping up every week and at first people might think who the fuck's this guy why do I want to listen to your podcast if they start seeing it getting shared by other uh, businesses around town and I get consistent with it and start covering you know local events like this uh, Northwest Festival like this Red Country Music Festival and start talking about things around here people around here are interested in then I should start getting more people listening to it and that's what it's all about building this up Getting some momentum behind me, getting better at what I'm doing, deciding the best recording situation platform for me. I think I've definitely found a home here at PCC um, Productions as far as a a, um, a physical place to do it. Just need to sort out equipment and and how I'm going to go about all that. But for now, yeah, just get, get the momentum behind me, get things rolling, so... That was cool to have a chat to him about that and he had some great ideas as well on on um ideas for, for podcasts in general. So it's cool to have a chat to him. See the kids, see the sister-in-law, um, see everyone catch up. And um Then I got a call, yeah, it would have been the same, I got a call that day from my mum, from the old girl, as I call her, asking me if I could do or help out my brother do a speech for my dad's 70th. That night, that day, I was like oh bloody hell, mum! It's going to be a hundred people at this party. I'm completely unprepared. I've just rocked up in town. Now I've got to knock together a speech with my brother. And my brother is more of an introvert than me. I'm not. I'm not a full blown extrovert. I'm probably a cross introvert extrovert. But I'm definitely more, you know, comfortable speaking in front of people and putting myself out there than than he is. So it's a hard, ta- hard, enough task for Mick, who'd had a, had a, I think at least a, a week or two's, um. Preparation for the idea, but hadn't physically prepared anything, so I got hold of my brother. Said, "Hey, dude, Mum's called me up last minute. And wants us me to, <laughs> to help you knock a speech together for the old boy's seventieth tonight. What do you reckon?" So Mick said, "Yeah, we'll come around this afternoon and we'll we'll put something together and figure out some sort of structure for it." So cruise around there with the monkeys, let them run a mark that was and and. My brothers moved into the house we were renting just before we left Perth. So we sold our house house last year, rented for about three months over Christmas through summer and then come back up to Headland. and my brother moved into that house, took over the lease. So the kids were there running amok in the yard, sort of felt comfortable there. That was cool. Funny seeing the way my brother rattles around in that house. as a single man. It's a big four-by-two, you know. We've struggled to fill it with all of our crap, kids' crap included, and Mick sort of just bounce around inside this place. So that's quite funny. We went there and, and started having a chat about this speech and sort of knocked something together. Uh, who's going to say what? How long it's going to go for? We don't want to bore people. We want to make sure it's something meaningful. It's the 70th, you know. Like You've got to say something meaningful and... and let people know how you feel, but without rambling on and boring them and losing them, especially when it's, you know, there's other things going on at night. People are drinking and eating and they don't want to just stand there and listen to drawn out speeches all night. So, found that balance, knocked up something, what we were going to say each, and um, last minute, you know, very last minute, like I got home from organising the speech, had to jump straight in the shower and get dressed to go to the party. So, I guess that's what I probably work best like that anyway, to be honest. But yeah, thanks, mum. Uh, got that knocked up, rocked up to the party, and there was I think, I didn't ask uh, if they knew how many numbers they got in the end, but I know it was the forecast was for about ninety people in in the at the party. So at this peak, there was probably around that. It looked like there was that many people. The whole indoor area was full. The outdoor area was set up with an extra. Uh, Gazebo section Hanging off the side Of the patio So in case it rained We had the fire pit Going out there There was a lot of music We had this dude uh, Andrew Winton Who is The brother of Tim Winton So Andrew's A, a gun musician Blues musician he, I, I assume He writes his own music too But he does Cover You know He, he does Covers other people's music Does his private gigs And stuff And he was He was cool man It was real close quarters It was real tight knit You know You're standing You know at any given time, you know, a metre or two away from him, and he's got this sick guitar that he got made, I think he got made in Nashville, you know, like a double this double-neck guitar thing, and he plays it, you know, they play it lying down on their lap doing a slide guitar and and shit like that on it. Played some classic blues music and just had a good vibe and good personality to really pump that party up to the next level and, you know, live music always does that. And it, was, it wasn't too loud, it wasn't drowning people out, you could hardly hear it if you are inside, but outside it was good, good uh acoustics in the little area it was in and just sounded awesome mate it was great to have that crank along um old andrew winton so shout out to him spent the first hour hour or two i guess working the room cruising around catching up with people we haven't seen for years old family friends and stuff meeting people that work with my dad and stuff that i've never met before and then the awkward um pretending to remember people from, like, my childhood who remembered me from when I was, like, five years old. and Yeah, hey, hey, how are you? And they keep that short as sweet as you can and move on to the next person. So there was a little bit of that going on too. Uh, Andrew wrapped up his first set, and then my sister and a friend... Um, pumped out some like this belly dancing routine so my sister's been doing belly dancing for like 10 or 15 years or something like that she's awesome man she's really good a friend of her are really good at it they got the the outfits down pat they got the, all the you know it's a quality it was a quality uh, routine they put together led in by my little niece who's like my sister's mini me and she was done up in her little belly dancing outfit you know she was like, she was she was gorgeous man she comes in not afraid of the spotlight at all just waltzes on in doing her little dance moves and, and sets the scene. And then she jumped off to the side and the two girls went went at it for, I don't know, about, I think, I want to say about 10 minutes. Felt like a five or 10 minute routine. I don't, I don't know. But it was good. It was a good amount of time. Again, tight, close quarters, man. We we're all circled around them. like props to my sister. She, she wasn't nervous. She just sort of handled the, her and her friend, they they they, they handled the the uh, setting really well the close quarters um the old boy had to sit central you know and everyone was standing around and this this dance routine which was you know quality as well as well as the costumes was spot on my sister's kind of got that look she looks a bit like a middle eastern dancer especially when she gets done up with the makeup and everything and then there's a bit of comedy thrown in there to make it not you know so tense and light hearted. it was it a bit more light hearted as well but it wasn't a spoof um Routine by any means, but there was some comedy thrown in there, which was cool. Like the two girls vying for attention, you know, which was which was awesome. And um, that went on, yeah, for like I said, probably ten minutes. I'm going to say ten minutes. And then me and my brother started talking afterwards, going, "Hey, dude, when when are these speeches supposed to be uh, happening?" And he goes, "I, I don't know. that wasn't organised. Of course, it bloody wasn't." <laughs> so, last minute to the to the death, we uh, excuse me. <clears throat> clear the old throat. <clears> throat, last minute to the death, we um, said, oh, okay, well, we want to do it sooner rather than later, so I'm still just drinking beer at the moment, everyone's still, you know, on planet Earth at this stage, uh, but we want to get it done pretty soon, I want to be able to relax and get it off the, out of the back of my mind, so just as I started um, sort of about to round get my brother-in-law to round people up the the second set started andrew's second set started I thought, okay shit. well i guess we'll squeeze it in after this set you know so i spoke to my brother-in-law who's you know he's good at with crowd work as well organizing people and and, and things like that and said you know after this set we'll round people up get inside near the table there and um, me and mick will pump these speeches out so second set went by probably another half an hour set or something like that that was cool uh, a bit of dancing going on, people are getting a little bit more merry and jolly by this stage. That wrapped up, and Rhino, Ryan, with, with my brother in law, rounded everybody up at the table and and we got ready for these speeches. And I hadn't been nervous at all, it was in the back of my mind that I had to do it, so I wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know, I hadn't drank too much or anything, but I, I didn't feel nervous at all. And then Mick opened up as we'd planned, did his part, and he did great, you know especially for, like I said, a bit of an introverted guy. You know, he, he, he cruised through it at his own speed and um, said what he needed to say. And I think, it, yeah, it, it was hit the spot, you know, and then led into to my sex and where I was going to come in. And as soon as I started talking, I nearly went to water, man. The nerves just came over me. I started, I felt my voice going trembly, and I thought, oh, shit. And then that, when you're aware of your voice getting, your nervous, your voice going trembly like that, you start thinking... Like you start overcompensating or thinking about it too much. And then I started getting real nervous. I thought shit, I have to take a couple of deep breaths and then sort of push through and and, and get my section out. And that's good having that kind of practice because doing this podcast as well, like even though I said I'm I'm not an introvert, but I'm not an overly extrovert person where I'm just comfortable putting myself out there, it's something I have to work on, something I have to um yeah sort of pushed myself to do so that was a good opportunity to go okay i'm uncomfortable there's 90 people here let's do this Get up and do this speech and see if i can deliver it well and i think i did d- despite the shaky voice and the nerves i felt i think i did still you put the inflections in the right places and you know there was a bit of humor involved in there and said what i needed to say to let the old boy know what how what he means to to me and the family and all his friends so that was cool i felt good about it felt good it was done the old boy said a few words as well Not a shy man He didn't drag it on But just got straight to the point And said what he wanted to say And then we cut some cake man And then Partying ensued After that Sort of the people Started to drop off a little bit And the the More hardcore crew Settled outside Around the fire pit And we got into Some more heavy drinking And some Just of our own music On the On the uh, Bluetooth speakers, and just went through all about, well, I flaked out about one thirty and I got woken up on the couch. About 2.30, everyone else had retired for the evening, so. Off we went to bed. Kids had gone home with um, Emma's parents, and Nana and pa, so we got the eight hour, I don't know, i don't know, eight hours, got, to, got to sleep in anyway, maybe six hours, got to sleep in. That morning, woke up, had a big brekkie, and went home to recover for a few hours, and then had the state of origin. Sunday night, so it worked out perfectly having the state of origin the day after the, uh, the old boys party And it worked out even better that the Blues got up. Um, I think that we probably weren't the better team on Sunday But like I pointed out to plenty of people since then, like, we've lost a lot of series <laughs> we lost ten in a row and then we won one in 2014, and we've lost three years again since then. So we got, finally got a win, first one since 2014, which was the first since 2004. And then, but a lot of those a lot of those series we've lost during that time, I think that we were the better team. It's just that a little bit of flash from Queensland, got them up on the scoreboard, and then, you know, it's origin, it's hard to come by points, and we didn't get over them. So I'm not fussed by the, the fact that, yeah, Queensland were probably the better team that night. That shit happens. It's happened to us plenty of times, mate. We got the first game in the bag. Got the second game in the bag. Series one. Perfect end to the, to the weekend for, for Dad. And and I think we most of us like a decider when it comes to a three-part series. But when you've been losing that much over the last sort of 15 years, you've just got to take the wins where you can get them. Close the series out. See how we go in the rubber match. Try and really... Really drive it home and win three in a row, which I don't think's ever happened before. If it has, it's not been a common thing at all. So see how we go on the in the third game. We at least need to show up and really stick it to and make a game of it to push the point that it wasn't a fluke and that we're here to stay in the next. And that it's going to be a competitive series from now on, from now on. Going past, you know, it's a changing of the guard. but are going past the. The Camp Smith, Jonathan Thurston, Cooper Cronk, and soon Billy Slater era moving into a new era of guys coming up, new superstars to be born, and the playing field is going to be levelled a little bit, I believe, in the in the future. So it was good. It was a good uh, win to get, but we need to drive that point home in the, in the rubber match, third game. So um, that was that was good uh, into the to the weekend, and then. Um, Went to the shops with the missus on Monday Which was awesome (laughs) Just let her off Just let her go mad for about I think we were there for half a day cruising around I just shut my mouth, didn't complain Went around, we spent way too much money She got all the things she felt she needed to get And you know, we're not down in the city often We won't be back there till Christmas So it's fair enough, you've got to hit the shops when you're there Get the things you need So it's harder to come by things like that up here Um, And yeah, got that out of the way. Had some had a beautiful uh, lunch, late lunch down at the Indy, at Mindari Mar- Marina, and that's that's one of the areas I definitely do miss in Perth is is the marina down there. Like there's the the indie uh, brewery, and then there's the boat, which is another pub. You know that I think under the same management, one hundred meters from each other, and there's a big boardwalk there. And there's an ice cream shop, and they do events out there, and you're sitting, you know, ten meters from the from the water's edge, where there's yachts and and fishing boats and all sorts of things moored up there and it's beautiful it was a fabulous afternoon again i sat in the sun just had the t-shirt on probably could have been rocking shorts but i had pants on no wind water was dark blue and just glassy it was just brilliant mate so i missed that part about perth but not much else my family the water's edge when you're there and but nothing else not the traffic not the pace of life nothing else really I don't miss it so it was glad to go down there five days was a good amount of time um, good to to get the experiences I needed watched the rugby had the party got some shopping done caught up with family had the beer and a meal down on the water's edge there at the d and um, got on the, on the wine again with the in-laws that night <sighs> stayed up too late got up crusty the next morning with the kids and then yeah that's when I squeezed in my deleted podcast so it really you know was for the best that that happened I think um, then cruised on home and struggled my way through a couple couple of days of work, three days of work, just getting my bearings back about me. It actually only took me the first day, to be honest. I was a bit crusty on the first day and um, bounced back pretty quick after that and then got, I kind of got rolled actually one day because I was complaining on the last podcast, I think, about the sleep routine we've had recently at our house and squeezing, struggling to get my seven hours, but more often than not, ending landing on about six and then that was the build-up to the, the breakdown Perth. And then drinking too much, staying up late, self-inflicted, didn't get any better while we were there. Come home, I was like, right, I just need one night's really good sleep to get back on the ball. Yeah, thanks, Heidi. 1 a.m., four hours sleep just knocked me for six. So I had that to struggle through with the week as well. But I got an eight-hour sleep the night after, feeling good, bouncing back. Um, coming into the weekend, feeling healthy and, and excited, man. I'm excited. I'm pumped about, like I said, to be here, PCC. Feels like I'm actually doing something now. You know, I'm feeling a little bit of... Uh, what's the word? I feel like there's a listener base building up and I feel like I'm I'm getting... Like I've got some people who who want to come in for interviews I'm building an actual it's becoming a reality to me now which is good I need that to to keep me driven and keep me working on what the content's going to be for next week I've actually got a bunch of uh, ideas for podcasts in the back pocket now I'm just trying to find the uh, trying to find the right time for them which is cool you know um the more I the more content I put out and the more I I um, have these conversations on a digital public forum then the more i feel um i've i've got to speak about and i think that's one thing about getting these ideas out of your head is that if you keep them in there they keep rattling around rattling around and perhaps they don't develop any further or you don't get any other input and the idea yeah doesn't grow or it stacks on top of each other there's not a lot of room for other new ideas so you have these podcasts get ideas out of my head um get stories out that i've got backlogged as well and and then it opens up room for new thoughts new yeah new trains of thought and new stories and new ideas in my head because I've, i'm have i using the ones that are rattling around in there rather than just bumping up against each other until the heads fall and there's no more room for new information information i spit it out on this podcast um and then a new one can can grow so that's the idea that's feeling good um I wrote a little bit of a, uh, I guess I'd call it a mission statement for what I want to achieve with this podcast, which is something I can sort of, uh, a little spiel I can can give to people, potential sponsors and and affiliates for the podcast. So what is the podcast's goals? Um, It's a creative outlet and a place for me to share my passions and one of the things One of the things I love about podcasts when I listen to them is that people can talk about things that I'm not necessarily already interested in, something I maybe was against or wasn't interested in or had never even heard of. And hearing people speak passionately about those things can make me intrigued, sometimes win me over and make me a fan of or make me interested in them. Even sometimes you're only interested in the, for the period that you're listening to it, it's still stimulus, you know. It's still cool to hear those people speak passionately about what they're they're into because, What's life without passion, mate? You know, it's, it's nothing. So I feel like I'm getting my passion for life back after a rough couple of years. Um, I feel like, yeah, sharing my passions is, is a big part of what this podcast is going to be for me. And if I can get other people to be interested in what I'm interested in or what I'm speaking about, at least for the time I'm speaking about it, then that's a win. That's a 100% win. Um, I want to create a community-focused podcast, which is, I feel... Um, a great start is, is being involved in the local music scene here, supporting local artists, supporting these guys, PCC uh, Productions who are doing the. You know, I'm just so glad there's a company in town who's doing this, doing the work that they're doing to make sure live music comes to Port Hedland and that we all get to experience it. Um, yeah, and there's other, I mean, promoting being involved in local events is, is part of that. Uh, cover and give opinions on local and current events, things that are happening around town uh, promote and cover local sporting events, you've got the, the local football clubs and cricket teams, you know you've got the horse racing, marble bar cup next weekend, Like I, I'll, I'll try to be better at getting my finger on the pulse with those things uh, promote and support local music, it's going to be a big one and, and promote and support local businesses, so I feel by doing that it gives me a hook into this community, something that this community can invest in and people will want to listen to. It gives them a reason to listen to it and yeah, be invested in this with me. I don't want to make it solely a community-based um, podcast where other people outside the community don't have a reason to listen to it. don't want to limit myself. Uh, at the moment, we're just, it's open book, mate. We go whichever way we go, but definitely going to be tied into this community, um, which is something new for me. I've never been a community based guy i came from a suburb in the city i mean i grew up in caratha but as an adult i was in the and my teenage years i was a in a city suburb where there really is no community maybe you've got some local sporting clubs yep but it kind of ends there so port Hedland has a community there's a community vibe there's a community base there's a network and a fellowship and i guess i want to interject myself into that and become part of it so that's what Part of this podcast is about. Obviously, there's going to be me reviewing, discussing music, TV content, uh, UFC events, anything else that, that interests me. That's going to be a part of it. Uh, I want to inspire, motivate, support, and encourage people on all different levels, and hopefully, help myself grow in in that in the same moment in, in the same movement. And I just want to cover topics that. Start conversations and discussions, things that I think about, things I speak about with, you know, I've got a few close mates, only a handful of close mates who I can speak about things that I actually care about and, and I think that are important, and you can just have those discussions, and there's a few bunch of those I can go into um, at a later date, I suppose, but I think starting discussions is really important. So let me come at it from this angle to explain that. So the, the group AB Original, um, Hip Hop, duo made up of brigs and trials to MCs in their own right they put out an album a record last year uh reclaim australia and it was a great great uh album it was controversial they broached a lot of topics about the division between you know white australia and indigenous australia um things like along the lines of injustice is done towards them by the law enforcement and uh, things like what Australia Day means to the Aboriginal people is uh, opposed to what it means to white Australians and a bunch of these things. And I don't agree with everything those boys say, but I love the discussion. I love that they're not scared to, to start the discussions and then we can have those discussions and hopefully find some middle ground. And some of their views are pretty extreme, but I feel like to find middle ground... As an opposing argument, you need to be extreme. So then when you... When you then... uh Temper your argument down a little bit to find reason with other people. You're not losing the, all the punch. You're coming and settling in middle ground, which is still which still means something, which is still a uh, a meaningful discussion to have with someone because you went so extreme. You felt their view was so extreme. You guys both meet in the middle, and it's not watered down. It's still a good discussion, a good middle ground, a good point of view. That so I feel like that's important. Starting discussions. In whatever way I can, I feel like this podcasting is it. it's going to be. I'm going to hit some topics eventually uh, soon on one, on upcoming podcasts that are going to be controversial. Um, and they're going to be not necessarily my opinion or my point of view, but just discussions, things that I think we need to talk about. So that's coming up. Um, that's something I want to do, and yeah, I want to make people laugh and entertain people. So that's that's also a big one. I don't want you to sit here and listen to this and it's got to be bloody boring. I want to make people laugh, which is where I'll interject little stories and shit that I'll be working on. Hopefully, and then hopefully they can become more natural and just flow in. But for now, I'll write them as stories and, and and slip them in when I can, like my dog eating the babies, my baby's shit off the pavement last week. <laughs> so that's the goals for 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 this podcast. And um, what am I up to? Um, that was Perth last week. What goals were so what's coming up? I've got my family, my sister and brother-in-law, and their two little monkeys rocking up this week sometime. Uh, they were going to be here early this week, but and we we're going to go to Carrigenee all together uh, on the Marble Bar Cup weekend next weekend. But I just think that it's a little bit too rushed, too much for us at this time because we've got a bunch of um, bunch of things coming up. Just got back from Perth. I've got this weekend off. They'll be here next weekend, we were gonna be going away. Then my boy's birthday the weekend after that. My mum's in town not long after that. Emma's thirtieth coming up, it's like I kind of need some weekends, I need a bit of downtime. The car was playing up, I don't want to take that out a long distance yet. Four and a half hours either way in the car's a lot for the kids at this age too. So I I just I don't know, we've got to be picky um with where we go right now, as if it's gonna be that far away. I I really wanna hit cool waters uh sorry, running waters this this year so i kind of got to be picky and choosy so we bailed out on Karajini which means family getting here a bit later in the week we'll hang out here during the week, probably do some fishing down Spore Bank, throw the cast net knock around, show them the town a little bit try and get them to fall in love with it um, they've got the right personality and temperament for it so that shouldn't be too hard um, Mubble Bar Cup as I mentioned is on next week and PCC Productions are um, hiring out there and running the um, production gear for for that event in Muggle Bar next week so if you see the guys around say g'day that's who's behind that Um, but yeah educating myself on the sponsorships or affiliation um, side of things to get this podcast up and off the ground like I said my my brother-in-law I spoke to um, I'll, I'll be Promoting and you know, and and hopefully getting reciprocated sort of promotion from PCC on Facebook pages and 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 social media things like that. I spoke to a mate of mine, Sammy Mason from Samat, another local business, Samat Constructions, Carpentry and Constructions. Um, those dudes, he's uh, uh you know been a member of the local cricket team as long as he's been here, and he just gave me some ideas uh, and a template of how they structure sponsorship proposals to local businesses in town so that was a real like hands on actual look at at how these things are done it wasn't just a discussion or ideas or anything That was this is how it's done this is how we do that in this community so that was that was invaluable that was was awesome that's something a resource I can use a template I can look at to structure it for myself when I get to that point of of possibly needing funding down the track I start with just affiliating myself with some businesses first I think that's the best way to go so that's my the, um, yeah, that's the evolution of my sponsorship education. At the moment, I knew nothing two weeks ago. Now I know a spit in the ocean, but that's something. It's a start. Um, this weekend, what have we got on this weekend? Uh, I had a drink with a mate last night, which was cool. Let the hair down, get out of town. He's one of those dudes I can have some cool, uh, sort of in depth conversations with. Um, that was awesome to to sort of get that outlet have someone with an intellectual back and forth with somebody and he's also he's kind of involved in a little bit of sort of uh the financial he's, he's got financial interests and investing interests and that correlates to projects and and housing and things like that in town so he'll be on the podcast sooner rather than later to just have a bit of a chat about that uh i'll let him explain it when he comes on here i'm not a financial guy so but i think it's interesting what he's saying and it does time to this community so we'll have that conversation um, Jeremy Anderton His name is Jezza He'll be on here Had a beer with him last night Which was cool Had to shut it down uh, A little bit earlier Than I wanted to Because I had th- some things To do this morning Like get up Go to the gym Come into this meeting Do my podcast So I can't be out Wilding out on a Friday night um, yeah, There this, this week it's going to be Tidy up the yard Chill out At home Going to get the, the wife's car Out on Dreamers Corner uh, Tomorrow So uh, this is the time of year To do it you know, um, end of financial year coming up, and that means about a few other things for for different communities around town. Some so money comes in around about now. It's a good time to get rid of a vehicle. Uh, good time to buy a vehicle too. Um, so, Dreamers Corner is for anyone who's listening who's not in Port Hedland. That's the local uh, spot where people put their cars and boats and trailers and caravans and things just a big corner you just park it up it's on one of the main roads going into south headland you just park things up there put your sign up and it's you know it's um the space is there specifically allowed by the council it's got a sign up dreamers corner you park your, your vehicle there and people try and charge way too much for what a car's worth hence the name dreamers corner we'll get ours up on there tomorrow uh, very reasonably priced that thing should fly out the yard hopefully got some next weekend bit coming up next weekend, so half the town will be going to a Marble Bar for the Marble Bar Cup. I'll have family in town. We won't be going, but we'll keep ourselves busy with, um, I mean, there's some blues, a good blues band playing down the Yacht Club next Saturday night, uh, Sunday, next Sunday, um, next, sorry, sorry, next weekend on the Sunday evening. I haven't spoke to Brad about whether they're involved in that or not. I, I dare say they probably are. Um, I'll get the heads up on that and let you guys know next Saturday. But they look like, um, looking at some of their clips on, on Facebook and on YouTube, they like got a good band. So I'll get down there and check out some live music instead of going to the Cup next weekend. Um, and on, during the day, UFC 226 is on. So I'll give a quick rundown of UFC 226. I won't go too far into it because um, I'll break it down next Saturday, the day before the fights. But let's have a look at that card. Awesome card. we got a. I'll start down the bottom of the main card. Gokan Saki versus Khalil Roundtree. These two dudes, um, yeah, I don't know much about Khalil Roundtree. I believe he's a knockout artist, and Gokansaki is a uh, Turkish kickboxer, But I believe. Um, the dude has got serious power, serious knockout power. He's obviously an elite striker, doesn't have the ground game yet, so he's probably susceptible to the takedown and being held down. I don't think that's gonna happen in this fight. I think these two dudes gonna stand there and, and throw um throw meat covered bones at each other. So for as long as it lasts. So that should be good. I'll get some like I said, I'll get some more information on all these fights and fighters for next week. I'll have a bit of a rundown written down, but this one's just to pump me up for a little bit. Uh Michael Chiesa versus Anthony Pettis. Sick fight. That's these dudes are well rounded everywhere. You're going to see ground game. You're going to see uh, great striking. You know you're going to see good takedown defense and wrestling. You're going to see everything from these two kids, cats. Which I should say they're my age. Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis. This one's been called for for ages. That's what you call some black on black crime between these two. The big heavyweights. Francis Ngannou obviously the big uh, the big African. Uh, from Cameroon. Uh, I think he, beat, he was fighting out of France, and then made it to the US and uh, worked his way up to a title shot against Steepe, where he got dismantled. But this dude is deadly. Fighting Derek Lewis, another beast of a man. These two guys cut weight to make the two sixty five pound limit, mate weight limit. Uh, he's a uh, he's got wrestling. He's also got bombs in his hands. So these two guys are probably gonna stand there and just throw leather until someone goes nine eyes. That's going to be sick. Um, then we've got a title fight between Max Holloway and Brian Ortega. This was originally going to be Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar, which is a wicked fight. Everyone wanted to see it. Max got hurt. Frankie took a last-minute fight against Brian Ortega. And he, he got smoked, man. He got knocked out in the second round. First time Frankie Edgar's ever been stopped. So Ortega jumps the line. This kid is a, a grappling phenom. He's got uh, the best guillotine in MMA. And yeah, I think it's up there at a high level of, of uh, jiu-jitsu worldwide on a world-class level. He's taken on Max Holloway, both big, long, tall, featherweights. Um, Holloway's definitely got the more rounded game. He's got great striking, but this Ortega kid's one of the dudes that every time you see him, he's got new tools, and he's just a freak, a freak learner, a freak athlete. If he goes to the ground or if he gets hold of your neck, it's it's fairly well sort of game over lights out so we'll go into that one next week that's going to be a sick fight that's for the featherweight title and the main event man proper proper super fight Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier so Daniel Cormier's current light heavyweight champion which is kind of as an asterisk next to it because he got knocked out by John Jones Jones got done for for a uh, performance enhancing drug violation so had to rescind the belt back to Cormier but Cormier's only two losses in the UFC were as a mixed martial artist, are at the hands of John Jones. He was a heavyweight, came over from Strike Force as a heavyweight, came down to light heavyweight so he wouldn't have to um, fight his best mate and training partner, Cain Velasquez. Undefeated as a heavyweight, only two losses to John Jones. Aside from that, he's sort of the greatest light heavyweight ever to walk the earth, not named John Jones fighting Steve who is, you can't argue anymore, the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time, which basically means the greatest heavyweight of all time. So he's got the most title defences. He's taken out, you know, Verdoom, who was in the conversation, is one of the greatest of all time. He's taken out, oh, he's a who's who of people he's knocked out, Alistair Overeem. Yeah, like I said, Vadum, he's beat, oh, mate, the dude's beat everyone. Um, just he's the guy that beat Francis Ngannou in the last fight, who was looking looking unstoppable, and they're fighting for the heavyweight um, belt. So the light heavyweight champion versus the heavyweight champion at for the heavyweight belt, legitimate super fight. Both got sick wrestling, both got great stand up, great cardio. This is just a beast of a fight, man. And it's kind of for greatest of all time status um, at heavyweight, really. So I'll go into that one next week as well. But that card, UFC 226, coming up next Sunday, that's going to be sick. So I'm kind of glad I'm not going to be out of town to miss that one too. That wasn't my motivation though, Jen, if you're listening. (laughs) Uh, Where else, where are we at now? No music review this week, guys. I think there's enough to be covered. I'm going over shitloads here. So I don't want to overwhelm um, anybody, myself mostly. (laughs) But no music review this week current events, I think we've covered them mostly, except, uh, plastic bags at Woolies. No more plastic bags at Woolies, and Coles too now, I think. Thanks, Woolies. Every time I walk in, I forget my bloody bags, I've got a stash of them at home, I don't have the canvas bags with me, I don't wanna keep buying your new plastic or canvas bags at the counter every single time. I'm going in there, every time I walk in, I see the checkouts, Damn, I've got no bags. I'm going to have to buy some more. I'm going to have to walk out juggling, juggling this shit like an idiot, which is what I did last night. So thanks. We're making a huge difference to the environment, I'm sure. Meanwhile, China and India are an idiot-smashing industry on a huge level. Anyway, let's not get into it. I'm not a political guy. Woolies, shame on you. Coles, moving ahead. Um, yeah, I'm reading a sick audio book at the moment, which ties in... Perfectly with what I'm trying to do here with the podcast. Uh, it's a side gig. It's about having a side hustle in your career. It's called the Multi Career Guide or something along that line. I'm listening to it as an audiobook. And this chick's just talking about having the, um, multiple strings to your bow, the way the workforce is moving in the future. You don't have to just be a master or a jack of one trade, you can be a jack of many, you can have different career lines you can follow your passions and as a side gig and that's what i'm doing here following my passion as a side gig um you know it's great if you can monetize those things but really the most important thing is just to not be living just just a in a linear one career one my pathway sort of mindset diversify yourself, do things that you love, hopefully work a little bit less, spend more time with your family and friends and do the things you actually want to do in life because we don't want to just work ourselves into the frigging grave, man. That's not what it's all about. So that's cool, man. I'm trying to follow that dream myself and this book works perfectly, coincides with that. Um, Yeah, should have shouted out the name to it. What's the name of her? It is, give me two seconds, opening my Audible app. The Multi-Hyphened Method by Emma Gannon. Work less, create more, and design a career that works for you. That works for me. All right, people, I'm going to wrap this up. I want to have a shout-out. Thank you very much to everyone who's been listening and for the support. I'm going to pump this one out hard this week uh, on the social media pages. I'm going to get my Instagram page for the Average Man podcast up and running this uh, week as well. Um, I'll be possibly recording on GarageBand as of next week. Um, Brad here says he can help me figure that out, how to then... Uh, export that straight out to all the podcast forums which I couldn't do myself because I'm not a tech guy so that might be the easy way Then I can go a little bit longer then I don't have to watch the clock and worry about going over 59 minutes and 59 seconds and losing content so that might be the go from now on and um, yeah I just want to say everyone thanks for your support, thanks for your time please keep listening, please keep uh, patient with me as I get better and figure out what the hell I'm doing here I've got some more interesting shit coming up soon um, love you all guys and uh, yeah I'll just say peace out but I have to open this thing to stop it first I don't want to say peace out and have an awkward silence love you all peace out